Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome in, professional wrestling fans. Here on a Saturday, it is the podcast edition of Busted Open Radio. I am your Saturday host, Ryan McKinnell. And joining me, as always, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And Mark, we got a very, well, a very special show for the listeners today. Because normally on a Saturday, Mark, we would be taking a deep dive into SmackDown, which we sort of do. But the news of the day coming just 24 hours removed from Friday Night SmackDown is the, well, the shocking news that Zelina Vega has been released from her contract, future endeavored by the WWE. And Mark, the fans had a lot to say about it. We had a lot to say about it. And we certainly dive into it here in this episode. We did. And without spoiling anything, uh, we get deep into the business side of it. We also get out of the emotional space and we try to explain it as best we could. And I think that you'll get a lot out of it. I agree. I agree. And speaking of explaining it the best we could, well, it's a Saturday show. It wouldn't be a Saturday show without explaining to you, Nation, our best show in the week that was for professional wrestling. So we're going to have Weekly Winner inside this episode right here. And Mark, as if all of that isn't enough, what an episode we got here on this Saturday. Joining us on this episode and on this podcast edition of Busted Open, the face of the network, newly minted TNT champion, Darby freaking Allen stopping by the show, and the listeners are going to get to hear that as well. If that ain't enough for you, I don't know what is. So just sit back, relax, click play. Let's get it going. Busted open on a Saturday. Mark Henry. Mark, I'm pumped to get to it today. Obviously, we are going to hit SmackDown. We are going to hit the week that was in professional wrestling when we give the fans a weekly winner coming up in hour three, but coming up here in just a little bit, Mark, coming up in hour two, very excited to be joined by the face of the network, the face of TNT, the TNT champion of AEW, Darby Allen stopping by in hour two. Very excited for that, Mark. Woo, we got gold. We got bling on the show. I like it. I like it. It's always good to have some bling. Now, speaking of talking about bling, we are leading the show, Mark. We are ne- normally here on a Saturday. We we're always excited. We're following arguably the best show every week in professional wrestling, and that is Friday Night SmackDown. But, brother, we are not talking SmackDown to start this show because the world of the uh, the world uh, the professional wrestling world excuse me is reacting mark uh over the last 24 hours actually a little bit less because this came down in the uh, afternoon late evening yesterday for the east coast the wwe world wrestling entertainment coming to terms on the release of one Zelina Vega, Zelina Vega, Mark being future endeavored yesterday uh about 10 minutes after she sent a tweet uh stating very simply three words I support unionization. Now, a lot of talk, Mark, a lot of fans conjecture that she was released because of that tweet. There's been reports out there since then that now it wasn't exactly because of that tweet. Now, the subject matter may be, uh, we'll get to that, but it wasn't exactly because of that tweet. But um, it, again, it, it certainly all lines up to where we're, we're dealing with. Again, we circle back to the independent contractor issue. Uh, rights of the workers, all of that. But but before we get to any of that, just the shock, Mark, um, I'm sure you, like everybody else in the professional wrestling world, you see that note come down from WWE? My jaw hit the floor, Mark. You know what, man? I was a little shocked, but I wasn't completely surprised because I knew how much of a twitch uh, and social media, uh, you know, I guess, uh, maven that Mm -hmm. she is. And it was going to be hard to get her not to do cameos. It would be hard to get her not to do Twitch and so on and so on. So, I mean, you just look at Halloween. Like, she dressed up like three or four different people (laughs) with this cosplay stuff and, you know, having relationships with the fans based on 
all the characters that she plays. So um, I didn't see her dropping it. There's a couple other people that I didn't see dropping it. But the thing about it is she knew she got and and this is this comes from good authority you know, I don't release my sources uh but it comes from good authority that she knew before they gave her the future endeavor speech, and she was like, "Well, I'm gonna leave some pardon gifts with you unionization right thus being the which tweet, yeah. you know what I mean. Hey, if you're gonna go out, go out in a blaze of glory. Like, at least she was lucky enough to have got that information. Um, I think that is 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 better to have stuff in person than to do it, you know, over the phone or via text or email or something like that. Um, but I. I, I expected there to be some other changes too. I mean, the 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 business is going the direction of um, SAG being something for everybody, especially yeah. in entertainment and sports entertainment. Now, now, uh, Mark, explain explain to the listeners what SAG is. Uh, SAG AFTRA is the unionization of Hollywood actors. Uh, and stunt people and people that are in the entertainment industry. Pro wrestling is not considered a sport now. It's considered sports entertainment, which is a phrase coined by the WWE um, and formerly WWF. Uh, So now you have a lot of these athletes that, you know, they're talking about. We talked about it last week. Yeah. Man, there's people that are having performances that they should get Emmys for. Yeah. And if you're having those conversations, then at least make it down the middle. Like, you know, have the conversation, see what can be done. And I don't think that it would completely destroy the wrestling industry. It may change a few things the way we oh, know it today. Definitely, yeah. But I think it would be it would be good for the athlete. Um, not saying that I uh, agree wholeheartedly. I just believe in having dialogue and coming up with viable um, solutions to whatever problem there is and not dwelling on the problem, but dwelling on the solution. Well, you talk about, you know, conversations being had. That's something that I want to follow up on because um, this just – it is, I mean, big clearly news. there's just clear, it's big news, but clearly there's disillusionment there, right? We, um, uh, there, there's, conver- I'm sure they had conversations. How many? Uh, we don't know. That's obviously uh, up in the air. But one thing we do know, Zelina Vega is a huge talent that, yes, has third party deals. Now, you mentioned SAG and AFTRA. Uh, the 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 Screen Actors Guild unionization, as you said, the actors and the stunt people. Uh, Gabrielle Carteris, who is, I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Gabrielle Carteris or Carteris, uh, apologies, I don't, um, I don't, I'm not aware of her. I, in fact, I, I just found out about this woman uh, a few minutes before showtime. She actually tweeted Zelina um, last night upon the news of, you know, the release sag after a quote tweeted Zelina saying, I support unionization. They said, so do we. And then this Gabriella, the president of sag said, Hey, Zelina, thank you for standing by strong for labor solidarity. I support you. Please email me. So Mark, this has been something. It's going to grow. Is, this is gas. Well, it has, it has, it's, it's, it's been growing now for a little bit. Uh, uh, former democratic presidential candidate, Andrew Yang has been vocal about it. Other people have yeah. been vocal about it. Um, and this, 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 listen, this is, this goes back even before I was born this, I mean, the, the, the history of unionization in this business or the, or the, the striving for it has been a part of, of the business for a very long time for decades. Right. But it is picking up steam now. Um, and, and, and listen, with the release of Zelina, there's so much you can look at, right? You can look at what are the ramifications going forward? Who's going to land her? Um, you know, is she going to try to ride it out and maybe find herself back in the, in the good graces of WWE? Can something be worked out? Again, there's so many questions, Mark, but, but my number one question is how did we get to this point? Because as we heard about the third-party deals, uh, uh, allegedly there was going to be 
um, concessions made that, 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 you know, some people are going to be able to potentially still stream to still, to still Twitch to whatever it is that people are doing third party. Right. Apparently that wasn't worked out or it wasn't worked out enough uh, for the liking of Selena Vega. And she finds herself obviously on the outs with WWE, but, but that's what I'm getting at Mark. It's just, it's such a shocking release from that standpoint. I feel like WWE, I, I, I don't know if this is the flag they want to plant because listen, no. let's look at AEW, right? AEW definitely, I mean, I don't think there's any organization or promotion that's really going to want, especially any of the bigger ones that are really going to be for legal, uh, excuse me, for um, unionization, right? I don't think AEW is a union shop. I don't think really any, again, any promoter is a union shop, but, but I don't think AEW has a problem with you using third-party deals and going about making money in other ways. And we know they send talent over to New Japan as well, right? So I know that WWE doesn't normally do that. That's not normally their MO. And they're not even a professional wrestling company in that true sense, like we talk about some of these other companies, right, Mark? But I can't help but feel like maybe for the first time in a long time that WWE might have to change. They're the ones that always remain steadfast and kind of keep, you know, keep the head... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nose to the grindstone, keep plowing forward. And Vince McMahon is a guy that, you know, if you don't like it, you know, there's other places you can work. But this is such a big deal. And Mark, besides that, and I, and I, I want to get your thoughts on it, there is so much money being made in third-party deals that a person like Zelina Vega, I would imagine, had to, like, take inventory and be like, all right, I love the WWE. I love what this is about. They pay me handsomely. I like everything that, th I like the way this is going. They're using me. I'm clearly a star. But again, Mark, Twitch, Cameo, all these other third-party deals, and the brand on social media is so strong. A professional wrestler, I would imagine, has got to ask themselves, who's going to be there here for the long run? Is WWE going to be here for 25 years? Because my fans and these third-party followings could very well be. And it's just, it's a really sticky situation. You know what I mean? It is a sticky situation. Um, I, I, my opinion and what is you know, true to life and what's going to happen differ. Okay. And when I say that, um, I believe that if you're employed by a company and you sign your name on the contract, that the bylaws and everything, you know, in advance. And I tell people all the time, you get what you negotiate. Sure. And if you having your contract, that I can do, I need to be able to do third party appearances. I need this and I need this. And I want green M&Ms in a bowl <laughs> in my locker. And I want only spring water. I don't drink that filtered tap stuff. I don't drink that filtered stuff. I need spring water. Like negotiate it in your deal. And if you say, you know what? If I get an injury, I need all my injuries taken care of. Uh, if it if it even if it takes ten years to get it done, I need I need to heal up. And you negotiate these things, but a lot of people are not thinking um, what. And, and I and don't think for one second that I'm just so smart that I figured this out on myself. Like I have a really really good legal team, and they look out for me, and they help me educate me to to be able to to look out for myself. Right. It would help everybody across the board if there was something like that, that, you know, a unionization type of deal. But it's not always the number one thing. It's not necessary if you negotiate what it is. Say, uh, Ryan, you're, you're a wrestler and mm -hmm. you made 30 grand on Twitch and you made 15 grand on cameos and you did another 10 grand on celeb vm and you did cosplay and you did appearances dressed up as van gore the the axe wielding soldier or whatever yeah they say hey we got to put all that to a stop okay well if that's the case this is how much i made are y'all going to compensate me for this money that i'm losing because the way that tally is, I, I'm that's fifty eight thousand dollars that I made last year. 
um, you know, write it to me in a signing bonus, and I'm and we're we're signing the deal right now. Yeah. Well, but the issue I think, but that's got to be done, right? And I think that the WWE would make some of those concessions. And who gets signing bonuses? You ever heard of signing bonuses in wrestling? No. I'm sure, they exist. They don't exist. That would be well. I'm sure that there's some people that have been yeah. in debt or yeah. they have some kind of problems, and the WWE is very forthright about helping people get on their feet. That's another reason I, I'm a WWE lifer because I, I, um, I see what they've done for me, mm-hmm. and 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 we've had negotiated stuff that not always was pleasant to talk about. But they realize that it's a business, and we're negotiating to get stuff done, and I need to go and do my job. And if you're happy, then you do your job better. Well, yeah, very well said. And that's one of the reasons we love doing this show with you, Mark. Obviously, you're with Dave on Fridays. You're with me on Saturdays. But your insight into the business and and, and navigation, I think it's – and, again, you are in a very unique spot. You are – you said it. You are a WWE lifer. You came in with that contract in the 90s, guaranteed money. Um a long history with and and in speaking about it, which we appreciate because the perspective you give and the the knowledge that you give to young wrestlers, I think is invaluable. But Mark, when we come back, we have to continue this conversation. I want to continue the conversation surrounding the words, two words, independent contractor. I think that's where this really lies, right? The definition of what it means to be an employee with the WWE. And and, and is that going to be changing? So we're going to be talking about that, all that and more. And again, as we mentioned, coming up TNT champ, Darby Allen. We are just getting started here on a Saturday. The busted open train is rolling along. I am Ryan. That is Mark. Lionel Messi has officially told Barcelona he wants to leave the club. The biggest name in soccer is on the move. Lionel Messi has brought the club to their knees. What went wrong at Barcelona? For three years, he's seen this team dissolve like an Celta in a glass of Newcastle brown ale. What's next for Lionel Messi? From a footballing viewpoint, Italy's the best place for him. Follow this true tale of international intrigue every day on Sirius XM FC 157. Pleased and happy and honored to be joined by, that's right, the face of the network, new TNT champ, AEW's own Darby Allen. Darby, man, happy Saturday. Thanks for giving us a few minutes. How you doing? Howdy. I'm uh, I'm doing awesome. I'm about to go skydiving here in the next couple hours. Son of a bitch. Of course you are. Of course you're going skydiving. (laughs) This is my last interview ever. Well, is that is there is that one of the things on your bucket list, or is that something you've done before already? <laughs> oh man, I do it like almost every other week. So. Is there anything that's left on your bucket on your bucket list? Uh, <laughs> you, you seem like the guy that was like, you know what? I'm gonna jump off a cliff in a in a in a in a squirrel suit, a wingsuit. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure. It comes to me like daily, like. I'll think of something and then I'll just try to do it as fast as possible because I ain't got the time to waste. (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the Mark Henry skate story. It's only one because I realized (laughs) that I was not cut out for the skate world. So this, this guy I grew up with Robert Smith, he said, Hey man, we going skating. Uh, Mr. Mr. Robinson's pool is empty. And I said, oh all right, cool, let's go. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell was going on. I never skated before. So we get out there. It's about eight of us kids. You know, I'm like seeing them jump off the edge of the pool, skate down and come up the side and jump off and stand. I was like, fuck, I can do that. <laughs> and, man, for I didn't know how to hold a board first off. So when I dropped the skateboard the skateboard left me and my feet hit the side of the pool and the first thing that hit the fucking ground was the back of my head bang <laughs> it's blood everywhere it looked like the bunkhouse match i mean it's blood everywhere and of course now everybody's thinking i'm gonna die they're like oh my god oh my god look at the blood like and and i was like okay I'm going to do it again. And they're like, 
No. Oh, Mark. <laughs> we can see the white meat in the back of your head. And I had to go to the fucking hospital and get staples in the back of my head. But I now, was going to try it again. I was going to try it again. Would, Darby, would you have stopped Mark from dropping in that pool or would you have just enjoyed the chaos and let him do it? No, nah, I would have said, you got it. Next try. <laughs> I split my head open pretty bad, and I had the same thing where I was gushing blood. My whole face was covered in blood at the skate park, but I kept skating, and I just didn't want to stop. So I, I kind of know what you're talking about with, like, let me do it again. And then people are like, you have to go get your head stapled. So I've been there. Oh, myself. my God. So Man, worse, skating you're- is not for everybody. No, it's not. And I was just going to ask Darby, as you're talking about your worst and only skate injury, Mark Henry, uh, you, Darby Allen, worst injury on a board, bike, whatever the case may be, go. Right in front of the Space Needle, there's this big lightning bolt sculpture. Yeah. It's huge. It's yeah, like I know massive. the one you're talking about. Yeah. I, uh, I, I filmed uh, this thing for Tony Hawk where I dropped in on the lightning bolt, but when I got flew off the side, it's like a 15-foot fall to concrete, and I flew straight to my back. And then I got up and I, I just started running um, because I was like, okay, I'm still like, I'm not paralyzed. Yeah, this is okay. Like, but then I start coughing up all this blood. And next thing I knew I was just getting rushed to the hospital. But uh, apparently it was just like a little bit of internal bleeding, but I was out walking the next day. So that was probably the worst bump. And that was back in 2011. So three years before I started wrestling. So yeah. I had a whole laundry list of well, slams but at least uh at, at least tony hawk was there for it i mean if you're gonna fuck yourself oh yeah anybody. no it's just for it's for his youtube channel but, oh uh, that's yeah, sorry yeah. <laughs> damn <laughs> oh, no, but, but, I, but I when i went to go film with him uh, a couple months ago i brought it up to him i'm like yo i'm the dude who did this and he's like shit dude thanks yeah, yeah time okay. is like that was, yeah no it was just like Crazy, you live. So. You survived. <laughs> yeah, yep. like, you're still here. You're still here. And you brought that up. We're here with Darby Allen. Darby, that all happened obviously three years before you started uh, pro wrestling. Now that you are pro wrestling, you, I mean, it's been a year in AEW. You find yourself the new TNT champion. We were kind of running through the, the the year that you had, the the ongoing sort of feud, but competitive feud that you had with Cody. I'm sure that was awesome for you to work that first year. But my question to you is, man, listen, I, I know it's COVID. It's been a whirlwind year, even without COVID. Just 2020 has been wild. But on a personal level, 2020 has to be the biggest year of your career. I mean, you, you, you find yourself in this spot, the face of the network. Like, I guess what I want to ask you, man, have, have you, I know you're going skydiving. <laughs> you're doing all this crazy shit but have you have you slowed down just a little bit in the sense to like appreciate what you're living and what's happening with you right now because this for us for fans of pro wrestling this is a great story i'm 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 kind of curious as to how it feels like to you the man himself the the face of the network do like when they say you got to stop and smell the roses unfortunately i i don't feel like i can do that right now I, I feel like I'm in more hustle mode than ever before now that I am champion because the last thing I want is people to say, uh, his championship ring was like rain was mediocre or it was dog shit or whatever. Like I want to grab this by the balls and fucking run with it. So now I have all these plans now that I'm champion. I'm flying out to Philly on Monday to film promos. I'm flying out to LA for a week to film promos. Like my goal is to get as much never before seen stuff done with this belt ever uh so i gotta hustle so i i haven't stopped and smelled the roses but i'm very you know how darby how much of that i guess hangs on the way you came up and the stuff you had to go through and the sacrifice because i i relate to a lot of what you're saying i'm sure fans relate a, a lot to what they're saying because the grind i mean the grind is the grind but once you reach some of your goals i think as you just highlighted you don't want to go backward now you've put in the work to get where you've gotten now you want it to pay off in the biggest of ways right yeah well leading up to the pay-per-view i purposely slept in my car instead of sleeping in the hotel that they really? got for us because I wanted to remind myself of just how shitty things were. And uh, I slept in there and, you know, the, <laughs> the weather in Jacksonville is still so, so much muggy than, you know, other places. But uh, it was just a, a reminder myself of, you know, you don't need to forget where you came from just because this week's huge and keep makes you want to fight more. So now I'm grateful to have this 
house with 13 acres and a wrestling ring downstairs and skate ramps and a bunch of crazy shit I can blow up in my backyard. You know what? That That is the mentality of greatness. And uh, every great that I've ever known has manufactured falsehoods, competition, and push themselves in their own head and to put yourself in a situation where you got a great hotel, probably a four-star hotel to sleep in and, you know, a bathroom and everything and comfortable or TV or whatever you want. But you say, you know what? I need to remind myself where the hell I came from and sleep in the car and have to go to a gas station to go to the bathroom. Uh, you know, uh, I've, I've slept in the car before. I know what it is. Um, you know, going to the gym to take a shower and, you know, and then to keep it, keep it moving and, and try to not just stay stagnant. I, I respect that. And I think a lot of the wrestling fans respect that. Um, the one thing that I wanted to, to ask you was, do you feel more powerful? Do you feel stronger? Because I see your body changing. I see from the first time that I watched you work and, and when AEW came about, I, I've seen your body change and I've seen the confidence that you walk around with. Is that a byproduct of the fact that you look in the mirror now and you go, oh, shit, I, I got this. I'm going to use it. Yeah, to, to a degree, because... When I was starting up on the independence, everybody told me that I wasn't really going to amount to shit. So I started believing them in a way and I started like doubting myself and being okay with the bare minimum. Um, but then once I came to AEW and I was able to spread my creative mind all over its landscape, I, I, I didn't stop. And all of a sudden, before I knew it, I was able to do whatever, like promos or in-ring stuff the way I wanted to. And that's when the confidence started like boosting. And then fast, fast forward. Now we're here after full gear, I'm TNT champion. And I'm, I'm ready to show people that no one should have fucking doubted me in the first place. I'm ready to show people that this is where I like belong period. So uh, yeah, I feel very confident going forth. You know, well, I'm, I'm, I subscribe to the theory that, you know, uh, straight edge life is, uh, the right way to be, not just from being a role model, but just for my personal belief and personal well-being. Um, you know, I, I, I noticed that you're a straight-edge guy. You know, um, how does that affect your life and and um, um, in in wrestling? Uh, in wrestling, I'm very I'm very much of a loner. You're really not going to see me at the after party. You're not really going to see me like really anywhere for that matter. When it goes to like big social settings, I kind of like doing my own thing. Um, but with the straight edge lifestyle, it makes me feel like I'm in complete control at all times. And if I fail at the end of the day, I have no one else to blame but myself because I've had so much friends in skateboarding or whatever it may be fail at their career and look well it was the alcohol's fault or it was the drug's fault whatever it may have been and now i get to look at myself in the mirror and say i have no one to blame but myself and that's why i like doing it and then plus like people are surprised that i i don't even take pain pills i after everything i do in the ring like hmm. all i do is ice and physical therapy with like stretching and stuff like that like ddpy and everything and like that i want to show people that you don't need to necessarily turn turn to that stuff because my style is the some of the most like grueling on the body and you can just show people that hey yo just take care of yourself natural and everything's gonna be okay wow i tell you what man I, i'm gonna come up with some money because i want to fly you here to austin and talk to my my kids the mark henry strong kid group here because i i you know, I, I tell them all the time, I don't drink, I don't smoke, you know, like I, I, I live this kind of lifestyle and I didn't even know that there was a name for it. Um, but 
is is something that I feel like more kids need to be introduced to because every third movie they watch, every uh, video or you know deal is people busting cans of beer and drinking liquor and and the the the, the boys who you know Ryan got me in, addicted to this this uh, series uh, called The Boys and they're, they're compound VN people injecting stuff like it, it it plays a role in kids psyche and you may Ooh. not be doing it for being a role model but I consider you a role model and uh, I wanted to just commend you for that thank you yeah I, I would always like to talk to anybody who is willing to listen because I remember when I was in those shoes growing up and I always felt like I there I was like damn when I found punk rock and found the minor threats and all these bands that talked about straight edge I I remember just wait before I found them just sitting there with everybody in school and being like damn no one speaks to me as a human I felt so I don't know it was just crazy so I I definitely would like to reach some kids that may feel the same way so Darby, I wanted to ask you something, because as you're talking about, obviously, the known no painkillers and what we know about your straight edge lifestyle, you talked about the, the the style that you wrestle and the wear and tear on your body. Obviously, we're all pro wrestling fans here. I think about violent styles. I think about Cactus Jack at Mick Foley. Um, and there's been others, obviously. I mean, plenty of others you can throw out there, but he's the one that really jumps off the page. Uh, longevity, man. I mean, I, I know this is. You don't really, you said, you know, you kind of in the moment, you, you balls to the wall, straight ahead, trying to accommodate, uh, accomplish everything you can. But have you given thought to that style of wrestling, your longevity and, and how long this can last for you or, or or what, man? Because I know a lot of people have enjoyed it, but it is, it is dangerous. It is violent. Yeah. The way I look at it is I, I take things from skateboarding. Like Tony Hawk is still skating and he's, yeah. I think he's like 52, 53, and that guy has had some gnarly slams. So all the way, like I said earlier, the way I look at it is just taking care of yourself, being responsible and not, you know what I mean? Like I want to do this as long as possible, but I am always living in the moment. But at the same time, when the ring, physical therapy to me is just as important as the in-ring stuff. So I, uh, I like to like to get lost in the moment but at the same time i know that i'm so disciplined with taking care of myself because i don't want to stop anytime soon if i don't need to so you, you know something just came to my head i, I darby's sitting there talking and all i can think about is jesse ventura and predator i ain't got time to bleed <laughs> <laughs> he just comes across as this tough ass dude that you know what, man? I don't. I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm worried about how am I gonna do today? What am I gonna do to entertain myself? What am I gonna do to better myself? And and, and that man, that's something special, man. That you're a different breed, man. I can just, I can feel that energy. It's fucking crazy. Well, that's the that's the thing is after tapings on Wednesday, they tape in Jacksonville, and I live in Atlanta, which is four and a half hours away, but. Right after tapings around midnight, I just start driving back home because I told DDP that I was going to be at his house at 11 in the morning, sleep at a car at the rest stop for two hours, continue the drive, get to DDP's house just in time to do the session. But I still have all the face paint on and everything like that. I look like a total wreck, but <laughs> he's just like, dude, why didn't you just reschedule? I was like, because I gave you my word at 11 and I'm here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I said, the physical therapy, man, that's the, that's the reason I would drive all night because like. If I can get a session in and make my body feel better, I'm all in, man. I like wow. it. Wow. I like it. So when you I you we talk let's talk about body for a second. Uh I was talking about the weight training and stuff, but when you say ice, are you still old school icing? Or are you going to some of these cryo places? I do the old school icing. I'll jump in the ice bath and grab a little slurpee and make a challenge where I can't get it out of the bath until I finish the slurpee. So like my mind's on <laughs> iced up and then my uh body's frozen as shit i yeah you go to qt and you get one of those large slurpees and you have to drink it and you can't get out until you finish so you freeze man, you, you freeze you freeze, you freeze the inside you freeze the inside and the outside yeah yeah i like that i like that 
attacking this dude him from right attacking. here, man. <laughs> this dude right angles. here. Oh my Darby. god. Darby, listen, I want to talk a little bit about it. I mean, we kind of highlighted the year, the, the unpredictability of it. I mean, you find yourself TNT champion now, the face of the network. You're going to be tagging with uh, a man that you really, I mean, the guy, that you're, I would say your main dance partner, but I guess, yeah, the, the, the guy that you had so much competitive ire for throughout this last year, Cody Rhodes, you guys are taking on Team Taz this Wednesday, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Man, I mean, there's the match itself, but there's also this sort of looming monster in the room that is Shaq and Jade Cargill there's so much going on right now with AEW with yourself with the flow of everything like what what do you think about all this it's happening what are you thinking about as you head into Wednesday and really yeah you look back on this past year just so much like crazy stuff has been going on for you man well the way I look at it is for the last past year me and Tony Khan were able to collaborate and book a feud with team Taz that was lasted six months yeah. and actually kept people interested in it. Um, Cause there's nobody that I hear of. Can you just let this damn feud end by now? Everybody's excited for the next part. And then you also take the booking of me and Cody's past and then you intertwine it in that. And that's, that's my thing with wrestling is storytelling. Yep. That's all I've ever wanted to do that. I wasn't getting from the Indies was long-term storytelling and to have that challenge on weekly television to keep people interested when there's a million things going on. Uh, that's my, that's my favorite part. And we, I, I'm excited to see how Wednesday turns out with this next chapter in the story of me and Cody and also me and team Taz. I'm curious as you talk about Cody, obviously the tag match coming up this Wednesday, but when you look back on this year, man, uh, again, a whirlwind year for yourself in AEW, but to have that guy like Cody to keep coming back to the well with, to continue, you talked about it, storytelling, the story that has been told pretty much from the beginning with you and Cody all the way to now. And as you mentioned, team Taz about six months ago, um, I, I, but, but, but back to Cody, I mean, what does that mean to you to work with a guy like that, to have his, I mean, he's a big reason why AEW is even here in the first place, right? To, for him to essentially put that faith in you, how much did it mean to you? And, and how much did this year mean to you in terms of your development and, and your future? Yeah, no, it, it meant, it, it literally meant everything. Yeah. Everything was riding on AEW. When I said I wanted to be here, I meant every word. It wasn't like, hey, I want to be here just to get leverage to try to go somewhere else. Like it was AEW or die that's how I felt. And then he's the guy to get me into the company, Cody, essentially. So, and then he asked me, Hey, you want to, you and me fire fest, my wow. debut. Yeah. And then, so I was like, dude, right away. He saw that I was, I, I think he saw that I was the AEW or die. So I was ready to, and then this year, fast forward, the store, our fourth match, I take away this TNT championship from him. And now, man, I'm, I'm off running. I'm ready to fucking take off and I'm ready to do anything to make this championship seem like the biggest thing in that company. So I like well, it. I, I like it. It's, that, that's, it's that's, that's awesome, man. I, I, I'm looking forward to uh, Wednesday because I want to see you and Ricky Starks. Mm. Um, like, I think that it, that's going to be something that every wrestling fan is going to be really enjoy. Uh I've seen you and Brian Cage touch and uh, tell Brian that, that you're going to pay him the money you owe him because of the him almost killing you. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing you and Ricky Starks, you know, do y'all thing because two unbelievable talents. Y'all match up really, really well. And it's kind of like you and Cody. Like I, I can see there's sometimes you just have that natural, um, uh, I guess it's, it's like this brotherhood or this, this natural relationship with a, another wrestler and Stop, styles make fights. Styles make yeah, fights, Mark. Man. I, I can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm, Darby. I'm really excited. Darby, we're up against it, man. Um, I just, I, I, I really appreciate you giving us uh, some time here on this Saturday. Go enjoy your skydiving. Stay, stay safe. Protect that belt because we love watching you on Wednesdays. All right. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. There you go. Face awesome, of brother. the network. TNT champion, the one and only 
Darby Allen. You can catch Darby this Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. He is going to be teaming with the one and only Cody Rhodes as they take on Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. All right, when we come back, Nation, we got it lined up. Hour three is on the way, and you know what hour three means. Hour three on Busted Open means it's weekly winter time where we give you the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. Keep it locked. I'm Ryan. That's Mark. Hi, this is Adam Shine, host of Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. The Adam Shine Podcast is back for another football season. I'll give you my passionate, hard-hitting opinions every week, including picks against the spread and fantasy football advice, all while talking to the biggest guests in all of sports. We talk to celebrities, media personalities, diehard football fans on a weekly basis. It's the Adam Shine Podcast, new episodes every Tuesday. You can listen to the podcast anytime on the SiriusXM app, iTunes, Pandora, and Stitcher. But Mark, it is hour three here on Busted Open on a Saturday. And you know what time it is, weekly winter time. I'm going to let you start, man. It was another good week in professional wrestling. Friday night was really strong again. I'm curious, though, who was your weekly winner? Oh, man. To me, it was a pretty balanced week. Yeah. Um, Raw was not, as Dave said, up to par with Justin Labar, <laughs> but I didn't think uh, Raw was bad. I just thought that it's, it's, the show is still a little disjointed. They're going to have to put make the flow of the show go better. Um, NXT is still NXT, man, and AEW on Wednesday is still AEW. Those, are the, those two shows, to me, have the most consistency in um in pro wrestling right now smackdown has been good the last four weeks or five weeks right yeah maybe even more but yes smackdown's been really good yeah um but you know what man i'm gonna have to go i'm gonna have to go with aew this week just because i got a couple of elements that i didn't get on the other shows really Um, all right the bunk the bunkhouse brawl I, i grew up in texas man so um, there was a sentimental, emotional kind of tie to uh, the bunkhouse brawl and Dusty Rhodes and, and seeing Dustin in there represent his dad uh, in something that I grew up watching. And, 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 and the bastard pop came back. I always like returns. Yeah, yeah. Returns kind of do it for – even though um, I thought that that segment lasted too long, um, especially with the pull apart at the end, like uh, that, that could have been probably about a minute shorter, but nonetheless, it was, it was good to me. Kingston came out and got put in check. And I think that crazy only responds to crazy. So that's going to be a hell of a damn match when they finally get it going. Right. Uh, I, I love Jay Cargill coming out. Um, you could tell that she needs more polish. She needs more work. Yeah. Uh, but the thought of having Shaquille O'Neal come back and face Cody Rhodes in a match, man, Brandy fired up. Like, I mean, it was there was a lot of elements to that show that I really, really liked. And um, that being said, without getting into everything else, we can get through it in the conversation. Sure, sure. Um, I enjoyed AEW and uh, – you know, if you're not first, you're last. I like it. Well, I like it from the standpoint you went through everything that you enjoyed about Dynamite, and you didn't even mention my favorite part of Dynamite, which was Ray freaking Phoenix versus Pentagon 2. That match was awesome not to sorry miz i don't i can't cut you a check i'm broke but you get what i'm saying uh it was so well done the masks uh the story being told the the spots were they were heavy they were scary it raised your pulse in all the right ways and it was uh i don't i i brother versus brother stuff doesn't always work for me this is working with ray and Penta because I think Eddie has a lot to do with it and the way that he kind of brings his perspective. I'm just really enjoying this between those two. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't the brother versus brother part that, that got me. It was the Lucha versus Lucha. Yeah. It was the going after the mask and trying to humiliate and embarrass. And But the and, fact they are brothers, Mark, 
But the fact that they are brothers plays right. a factor in it. Right. But made it more nonetheless, um, those guys of uh, attacking each other like they didn't know each other, like they hate each other, is uh, was was very entertaining. Yeah, I, I thought I, uh, Raw to me was Raw was and it, it Raw was the way it's been now for a few months with me, a couple months with me at least, Mark. Um, well, since I'm not like Dave and I don't have to do the show on Tuesday, I have the luxury of not watching it live. So I do catch myself fast forwarding through obviously a lot of the commercials and even the, you know, here and there with some of the different matches. Um, it's just, it's, as you said, it's disjointed. They're finding their groove. They clearly, clearly have the talent on that roster, but um, they're going to need to do something that I, you know, I, yesterday you mentioned Justin Labar, he was on and, and he was kind of talking about the three hours. That's something that pro wrestling fans have been talking about now for years, ever since raw went to three hours uh, fans have pretty much been like, could you go back to two? And I think we're living <laughs> that. I think, I think we're living that no one really asked for three hours. Um, even the biggest pro wrestling fans don't really want three hours. Two hours is that sweet spot. And I think, you know, yeah. You know, Mark, I think WWE is going to have to address that because but they're, you, yeah, go ahead. You you know what I did like on Raw? What? Is I liked AJ Styles being the referee. Yeah. And when they did the squisher on him and Big Jordan started coming up and he looked like Godzilla, man, coming out of the ocean. And he's like, no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. I got it. Like there were elements to that show that were good. They 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 put people in good spots. They they the the work was great. The tag was good. Like it was it was like it was put together well. But the where they put it didn't fit. That's what I'm saying. They they got to start putting stuff where it belongs. Like yeah. I'm opening the show with that. I'm opening the show with that because now it gets my attention and you get people involved and you can go to commercial breaks on that in that match like the list goes on starting like Miz and Morrison and 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 um Drew McIntyre like can we can we make Drew McIntyre in some serious stuff like who the hell thinks that it's not funny putting him out there with Sheamus with fucking rambling rabbit in the background like <laughs> Drew McIntyre is, is the stake and the sizzle like, don't put him in trivial situations. I'm not putting him in that. You know what? If I have Drew McIntyre do Miz Morrison that do the Miz show, I'm going to have Drew go down there, stand there, and act like no sell him. And they say, why? Why You don't want to be here? It's not that I don't want to be here. It's just that all I can hear is wah, 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 wah. That's what I want to see out of Drew. Because now Ms. Morrison can fire up and then he can say, All right, are y'all done? Can we fight now? And like that be the thing that makes the match is his yeah. disdain for them. And I think that there's too much there's too much thinking involved. They need to do less thinking and more reacting. Well, Speaking of Drew, what'd you think? And we'll get we're, we're, this is all in context of weekly winner as we jump back to SmackDown real quick. Um, what'd you think about Drew showing up on SmackDown? It took him all of what three weeks to not stick to the brand split. I know, <laughs> I know, I know we're in Survivor Series territory, so I'm I'm definitely more lenient. But dude, I was definitely laughing in my kitchen. I, I see, oh, there's Drew McIntyre kicking off the show. No shit. Well, that brand split went real well. Like in my inner mark was just overflowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what'd you think that, about that, Drew that showing up on it. SmackDown? Man, I don't think it was necessary. <laughs> I think that if you have uh, somebody like Drew McIntyre there, he shouldn't be in a match. Yeah, It should be like, you know, a promo segment where he goes, hey, right. I wish I could be there, but I'll wait till Survivor Series. Yeah. How about that? Can we do that? Can we do that? Damn. <laughs> well, it's like listen, I'm trying to defend the brand yeah. and defend the product, and it's it's getting hard for me because, like, some stuff just don't make sense. I just, you know, <sighs> breathe. Take Mark. a breath. Um, without being disrespectful, I really feel like 
the quality control and the checks and balances needs to be more of an emphasis than shock value. Let's just get somebody out there that'll draw eyes. Right, right. Because yeah, Drew gonna draw eyes. Yeah, he's he's a, a guy that everybody wants to see. But fuck, we just split it up so that there would be differences. Would that right? Yeah. Am I am am I'm so you're not crazy. Look, <laughs> I, I'm just making sure it's not me. Because I can this is I, I'm I'm feeling like I'm being an asshole to the WWE right now. But I'm not. Because I'm, what I'm saying is right. Like, you, you split them up. Have Drew McIntyre on a video on the video board causing the match to get screwed up because he points out the fact that, hey, at Survivor Series, your ass is mine and there's nothing that can be done about it. I'll see you at Survivor Series. And then the match continues. You turn around and bam, you get kicked in the face and you lose. And you caused him to lose, and he's like, "You just, you know." I'm, I, I, well, we're, I'm, Mark, 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 we're going to give you some time to breathe. I'm frustrated, we're gonna man. Some, we're going to give you some time to levy off that frustration and get right with yourself, because I still got to give my weekly winner, and we will be jumping back into SmackDown and giving our thoughts. Because really, with the news of Zelina Vega, and we had Darby Allen coming on, we really haven't dived into SmackDown. It was a promo-heavy SmackDown, Mark. It was. It wasn't. Yeah. And listen. It, it was a good show. It was a good show. It just like it, it, it probably Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio was the best match on the show. And it was a good match, quote unquote, the final chapter. And we'll get into that here as the next hour goes along. But in terms of like matches in the entire show, I, I can't in, 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 in good conscience give SmackDown the weekly winner. Good show, but good show for different reasons. Very promo heavy on Friday night. So, Mark, when I think back to the week that was and, and what truly had the best show, I think of what had it all right you mentioned the return of Pac I mentioned the match between Penta and Ray and then you think about the big news the hammer dropping at AEW that Shaquille O'Neal Shaq is going to be making an appearance in AEW you had a little bit of everything you had the pomp and circumstance with Shaq you had the promo work you had the match itself with Ray and Phoenix uh, with uh, Ray Phoenix and, and Pentagon and brothers Jay Cargill <laughs> and Jay Cargill who was looking amazing on the screen and it's going to be interesting yeah, I'm with you it. I'm 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 with you Mark you know there's some polishing that needs to happen with Jade that she definitely needs to improve in certain areas but for her first time showing up on May network television and being in the professional wrestling space and having that back and forth with Brandy Rhodes, there is clearly something there. And then let's see what happens when Shaquille O'Neal shows up and what that optics looks like. Because Mark, I've been around Shaq. You've been around Shaq. Um, like you're a big dude. Like there's no question. You're the world's strongest man. When I stand next to you, you clearly know that you're standing next to a large individual, a, a, an individual that, you know, God just doesn't make them like you, Mark Henry. They really, they don't make them like you and they don't make him like Shaquille O'Neal like Shaq when that man stands in a room he's three of me he scratches the ceiling like he is a gigantic human being so when you put him on television obviously that's gonna it's gonna do something you put him next to Jade you got the beauty essentially and the beast right there is an interesting sort of um well chemistry that could develop I'm very interested to see where that goes and yes as we talk about weekly winner I'm with you AEW is also getting the nod for me as well on this Saturday, AEW getting the unanimous nod. Weekly winner from both myself and Mark. But Mark, it is hour three here on Busted Open on a Saturday, and you know what time it is. You it know is what weekly that means. week weekly winner time. I'm gonna let you start, man. It was another good week in professional wrestling. Friday night was really strong again. I'm curious though, who was your weekly winner? Oh man. To me, it was a pretty balanced week. Yeah. Um, Raw was not, as Dave said, up to par with Justin Labar. <laughs> but I didn't think uh, Raw was bad. I just thought that it's, it's, the show is still a little disjointed. They're going to have to put make the flow of the show go better. Um. NXT is still NXT, man. And AEW on Wednesday is still AEW. Those are the, those two shows to me 
have the most consistency in um, in pro wrestling right now. SmackDown has been good the last four weeks or well, five weeks, right? Yeah, it's, it's, maybe it's even more, Smack, but yes. SmackDown's been really good. Yeah. Um, but you know what, man? I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with AEW this week just because I got a couple of elements that I didn't get on the other shows. Really? Um, All right. The bunk, the bunkhouse brawl. I, I grew up in Texas, man. So um, there was a sentimental, emotional kind of tie to uh, the bunkhouse brawl and Dusty Rhodes and and seeing Dustin in there represent his dad. Uh, in something that I grew up watching, and and and, and the bastard pop came back. I always like returns. Yeah, yeah. Returns kind of do it for. Even though um, I thought that that segment lasted too long, um, especially with the pull apart at the end, like uh, that that could have been probably about a minute shorter. But nonetheless, it was it was good to me. Kingston came out and got put in check, and I think that crazy only responds to crazy. So that's going to be a hell of a damn match when they finally get it going. Right. Uh, I, I love Jay Cargill coming out. Um, you can tell that she needs more polish. She needs more work. Yeah. Uh, but the thought of having Shaquille O'Neal come back and face Cody Rhodes in a match, man – Brandy fired up like I mean it was there was a lot of elements to that show that I really really liked and um, that being said without getting into everything else we can get through it in the conversation sure sure um, I enjoyed AEW and uh, you know if you're not first you're last. I like it. Well, I like it from the standpoint you went through everything that you enjoyed about Dynamite, and you didn't even mention my favorite part of Dynamite, which was Ray freaking Phoenix versus Pentagon 2. That match was awesome. Not to, sorry, Miz, I don't, I can't cut you a check. I'm broke, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, it was so well done. The masks, uh, the story being told, the, the spots were, they were heavy. They were scary. It raised your pulse in all the right ways. And it was, uh, I don't, I, I, brother versus brother stuff doesn't always work for me. This is working with Ray and Penta because I think Eddie has a lot to do with it and the way that he kind of brings his perspective. I'm just really enjoying this between those two. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't the brother versus brother part that, that got me. It was the Lucha versus Lucha. Man. It was the going after the mask and trying to humiliate and embarrass. And But the and, fact they are brothers, Mark, but the fact that they are brothers plays right. a factor in it, right. but made it more nonetheless, yeah. um, those guys of uh, attacking each other like they didn't know each other, like they hate each other, is uh, was was very entertaining. Yeah, I, I thought I, uh, Raw to me was Raw was and it, it Raw was the way it's been now for a few months with me, a couple months with me at least. Mark, um, well, since I'm not like Dave and I don't have to do the show on Tuesday, I have the luxury of not watching it live. So I do catch myself fast forwarding through obviously a lot of the commercials and even the you know, here and there with some of the different matches. Um, it's just, it's, as you said, it's disjointed. They're finding their groove. They clearly, clearly have the talent on that roster, but um, they're going to need to do something that I, you know, I, yesterday you mentioned Justin Labar, he was on and, and he was kind of talking about the three hours. That's something that pro wrestling fans have been talking about now for years, ever since raw went to three hours uh, fans have pretty much been like, could you go back to two? And I think we're living <laughs> that. I think, I think we're living that no one really asked for three hours. Um, even the biggest pro wrestling fans don't really want three hours. Two hours is that sweet spot. And I think, you know, yeah, you know, Mark, I think WWE is going to have to address that because but they're, you, yeah, go ahead. You you know what I did like on Raw? What? Is I liked AJ Styles being the referee. Yeah. And when they did the squisher on him and Big Jordan started coming up and he looked like Godzilla, man, coming out of the ocean. And he's like, no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. I got it. Like, there were elements to that show that were good. They 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 put people in good spots. They they the the work was great. The tag was good. Like 
it was it was like it was put together well, but the where they put it didn't fit. That's what I'm saying. They they got to start putting stuff where it belongs. Like yeah. I'm opening the show with that. I'm opening the show with that because now it gets my attention and you get people involved and you can go to commercial breaks on that in that match. Like the list goes on. Starting like Miz and Morrison and 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 um Drew McIntyre, like can we can we make Drew McIntyre in some serious stuff? Like who the hell thinks that it's not funny putting him out there with Sheamus with fucking Rambling Rabbit in the background? Like <laughs> Drew McIntyre is, is the steak and the sizzle. Like don't put him in trivial situations. I'm not putting him in there. You know what? If I have Drew McIntyre do Miz Morrison that do the Miz show, I'm gonna have Drew go down there, stand there, and act like no sell him. And they say, "Why? Why you don't want to be here?" It's not that I don't want to be here. It's just that all I can hear is "Wah, wah, 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 wah." That's what I want to see out of Drew. Because now Ms. Morrison can fire up, and then he can say, all right, are y'all done? Can we fight now? And, like, that be the thing that makes the match is his yeah. disdain for them. And I think that there's too, much, there's too much thinking involved. They need to do less thinking and more reacting. Well, Speaking of Drew, what'd you think? And we'll get, we're, we're, this is all in context of Weekly Winner as we jump back to SmackDown real quick. Um, what'd you think about Drew showing up on SmackDown? It took him all of what, three weeks to not stick to the brand split? I know, <laughs> I know, I know we're in Survivor Series territory, so I'm, I'm definitely more lenient. But dude, I was definitely laughing in my kitchen. I, I see, oh, there's Drew McIntyre kicking off the show. No shit. Well, that brand split went real well. Like my inner mark was just overflowing. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think that, about that, Drew that showing up on it. SmackDown? Man, I don't think it was necessary. <laughs> I think that if you have uh, somebody like Drew McIntyre there, he shouldn't be in a match. Yeah, It should be like, you know, a promo segment where he goes, hey, right. I wish I could be there, but I'll wait till Survivor Series. Yeah. How about that? Can we do that? Can we do that? Damn. <laughs> well, it's like listen, I'm trying to defend the brand yeah. and defend the product, and it's it's getting hard for me because, like, some stuff just don't make sense. I just, you know, <sighs> breathe. Take Mark. a breath. Um, without being disrespectful, I really feel like the quality control and the checks and balances needs to be more of an emphasis than shock value. Let's just get somebody out there that'll draw eyes. Right, right. Because, yeah, Drew going to draw eyes. Yeah, he's he's a, a guy that everybody wants to see. But, fuck, we just split it up so that there would be differences. We just, right? Yeah. Am I am, – am so – You're not crazy. Let, <laughs> let, I, I'm just making sure it's not me. <laughs> Because I can, this is, I, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm being an asshole to the WWE right now. But I'm not. Because I'm, what I'm saying is right. Like, you, you split them up. Have Drew McIntyre on a video, on the video board, causing the match to get screwed up. Because he points out the fact that, hey, at Survivor Series, your ass is mine. And there's nothing that can be done about it. I'll see you at Survivor Series. And then the match continues. You turn around and bam, you get kicked in the face and you lose. And you caused him to lose. And he's like, you just, you know, I'm, uh, well, we're, I'm, Mark, 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 we're going to give you some time to breathe. I'm frustrated, we're gonna man. Some, we're going to give you some time to levy off that frustration and get right with yourself because I still got to give my weekly winner and we will be jumping back into SmackDown and giving our thoughts because really with the news of Zelina Vega and we had Darby Allen coming on, we really haven't dived into SmackDown. It was a promo heavy SmackDown, Mark. It was, it wasn't, yeah. and listen, it, it was a good show. 
it was a good show. It just like it, it, it probably Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio was the best match on the show. And it was a good match, quote unquote, the final chapter. And we'll get into that here as the next hour goes along. But in terms of like matches in the entire show, I, I can't in, 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 in good conscience give SmackDown the weekly winner. Good show, but good show for different reasons. Very promo heavy on Friday night. So, Mark, when I think back to the week that was and, and what truly had the best show, I think of what had it all, right? You mentioned the return of Pac. I mentioned the match between Penta and Ray. And then you think about the big news, the hammer dropping at AEW that Shaquille O'Neal Shaq is going to be making an appearance in AEW. You had a little bit of everything. You had the pomp and circumstance with Shaq. You had the promo work. You had the match itself with Ray and Phoenix, uh, with uh, Ray Phoenix and, and Pentagon. His brothers, Jay Cargill. <laughs> and Jay Cargill, who was looking amazing on the screen. And it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Mark. You know, there's some polishing that needs to happen with Jade. That She definitely needs to improve in certain areas. But for her first time showing up on May Major network television and being in the professional wrestling space and having that back and forth with Brandy Rhodes, there is clearly something there. And then let's see what happens when Shaquille O'Neal shows up and what that optics looks like. Because Mark, I've been around Shaq. You've been around Shaq. Um, like you're a big dude. Like there's no question. You're the world's strongest man. When I stand next to you, you clearly know that you're standing next to a large individual, a, a, an individual that, you know, God just doesn't make them like you, Mark Henry. They really, they don't make them like you and they don't make him like Shaquille O'Neal like Shaq when that man stands in a room he's three of me he scratches the ceiling like he is a gigantic human being so when you put him on television obviously that's gonna it's gonna do something you put him next to Jade you got the beauty essentially and the beast right there is an interesting sort of um well chemistry that could develop I'm very interested to see where that goes and yes as we talk about weekly winner I'm with you AEW is also getting the nod for me as well on this Saturday, AEW getting the unanimous nod. Weekly winner from both myself and Mark. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 